WildTalkRadio.com. Welcome, everyone, to Monday Night Raw. Wild Talk Radio presents to you the Monday Night Raw post show. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Featuring Sir Rockin'. Live and give us your thoughts on everything that happens on Monday Night Raw. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for ya! Because we believe in doing what is best for all of you. Because after all, what's best for all of you is what's best for business. Now step into the ring with us. For the Raw Post Show. This is Monday Night things on the back end. Anyway, this is the Raw Post Show presented as always by MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211. The road to elimination chamber is here. And we're headed to Australia this Saturday. Live at 5 a.m. Eastern on the Peacocks. Brent will be live tw- tweeting at King Kids. Anyway... Chat if you have that on Prime Link, which is called Prime Games, which I click the purple rectangle button on the screen. You can use credit card Rockstar or Lindsay Ward in the Fortnite app shop or Epic Games or hashtag Epic Partners. So anyway, I'm the producer. That's Lindsay Ward. I would like to personally thank Brent for taking one for the team and getting up at 5 a.m. to, um, or I guess 3 a.m. his time to watch the show because uh, the rest of us will not be doing that. Anyway, yes, nope. we are on the. <laughs> Nope. No, nope. I I draw the line right there at 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning to not get up and watch a pay-per-view, especially since I can watch it on demand on the Peacock after it's over. So when I get up, it, it might still be on? Maybe? Depending, it depends. On the, depending on the time you get up. I usually get up between 8 and 9. So it, it might still I be on. I would have void things till about 9.30. Okay. To, just to give I, it time to re- say, hey, watch replay now. Yeah, but... Because I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a start from the beginning button. I don't know. I haven't watched In Progress on Peacock. I think there is, but sometimes what I'll do is I'll watch, like, 
to wherever I'm at to the end, and then I'll go back and I'll watch the whole show. Because to me, it's like, it's, I'm getting the end before I get everything else, so it's getting it, like, kind of out of order, but it's fine. I mean, and with four matches, it shouldn't take four hours. But each chamber is probably going to be a long time, so we'll, we'll figure I would, that one out. Uh, yeah, I would say the chambers are at least 30 to 45. I expect it to be off by the time I get up, which would be fine, because I can make my coffee and, you know, have, you know, make my breakfast and sit in front of my TV and eat my breakfast and drink my coffee and watch wrestling, which is always awesome. Because that's the... Okay, not to deviate from wrestling and go off on a tangent, but honestly, that's why I love about the NFL games in Europe is like the NFL games in Europe come on at like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. And so you can sit there with your coffee and you can just watch football. It's great. I love it. And it's done. And you have the rest of the day. I'm like, you should do more early morning games. That would be awesome. No, no you really shouldn't. No. Yes, do more early morning games so I can just chill and watch football and drink my coffee and relax and then go about my day. No, I'm I'm against that. Anyway, <laughs> as someone who does a show until 1 a.m. on Saturdays, no, no, good. I mean, I'm good. You could get some sleep. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Anyway, let's I talk mean, about... if it doesn't start till 10, then you know let's... you could get eight hours. What? Who gets eight hours these days? Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Had an interesting feel. We saw one, a UFC fighter call out Conor McGregor to get back into the ring on this show. There was some hard crossovers on the show. There was that. Netflix was there. Netflix because yeah, they're in California. This was the the big U and uh, the big uh, combined show. Um, there was a professional boxer there, but yeah, the promo on Conor McGregor that was a little weird. That was kind of like, wait, what? We're just what? We're doing this now? Okay. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It was just like, hmm, okay. Like it does. To me, it does not help the fact that there's like a conspiracy theory out there that UFC is fixed. You know, and having having somebody call somebody else on a out on a work show is uh you know doesn't help that cause i don't think anybody actually believes that ufc is fixed i think it's all relatively real just based on some of the injuries that i've seen in ufc which god god although what was it was it this weekend this past weekend that who got knocked out somebody just got knocked the fuck out i think in what was it the first round because i think it was one of the signature fights or one of the main fights somebody got knocked out i saw i saw the uh, notification on my phone but i didn't click on it because i don't follow ufc i was wondering if it was a guy that they were make, making fun of for being like a young old man or if it was somebody else uh, i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't tell you who got knocked out i i don't know i don't follow the sport so but yeah it was just it was weird not bad just very 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 weird props to i think the netflix ceo for hitting the giant ass beer on tv <laughs> go her at least i think that was a ceo i don't know i don't know but the best thing, one of the best things on this show was Truthline. Oh my god. With Jackie Redman and R-Truth. He's walking around and they have the dramatic music. And he talks about, you know, being a Judgment Day was like special. Like the first time John Cena tried on a pair of jean shorts. Damien broke his heart. He hasn't cried this much since the finale of This Is Us. Had a Tony Soprano reference. And he was asked if he would be able to let anyone in again. Well, Truth says he has new friends like the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and the Cerebral Assassin, Triple H. Um, Just name drop shamelessly. Well, because that was Johnny and Tommaso. Um, Truth made a, you know, then you know he's wearing one. He's wearing a blue poncho because of raining. It was that was like the best thing on the show in terms of like really outlandish production. It was really good. You know, I love corny things. 
in wrestling. And to be fair, a little bit of corny. Huh? To be far. To be far. A little bit of corny goes a long way. Mm-hmm. This this is the right amount of corny. Like, yeah. I think some... I forget who said it last night. It might have been Keishi. That Truth has found his niche. And he's milking that for all it's worth. As he should. As he should. But, like, it's just amazing to me the longevity of him just being able to do this. And the fact that they can find the most outlandish things for him to do right Mm -hmm. and no matter what they work because he just owns it he just sells the shit out of the entire thing and you just sit there and you watch him do it and it's just brilliant and i love it this was brilliant this is such fantastic storytelling between truth and judgment day specifically truth and damien priest it is it is this set up the eight-man tag team action damien priest finn balor dominic basura jd mcdonough judgment day taking on the miz r-truth and diy johnny gargano and tomaso chiapa we good we got the the dx trap from the four of them that was funny uh judgment day would end up with the win with priest pinning r-truth great eight-man tag Everyone loves the R-Truth. Everyone loves the R-Truth, but also, I mean, you wouldn't expect anything less from this group in terms of an eight-man tag, so I have to applaud them. Chad like, Gable, well done them. Chad Gable did the thing. He made Ivar tap out in the middle of the ring. And everybody was ecstatic, except Ivar. Ivar was not. Ivar did not have a happy, but, like, the rest of the group were absolutely ecstatic. There was cheering, there was jumping up and down, there was hugging. Everybody was just having the time of their lives because Jack... Chad Gable tapped Ivar. He made him tap out in the middle of the ring. So it was mentioned we had the last chance battle royal for for the final spot in the Elimination Chamber match this Saturday, 5 a.m. Eastern in, in, in Perth, Australia. You had Indy Hartwell, Candice LeRae, IRV, Niall, Tegan, Knox, Alba Fire, Meechin, Katana Chance, Zyli, Vahala, BFAB, Electra Lopez, and Isla Dawn. This was good. Chelsea Green was involved. And it was the return of Raquel Rodriguez. She's back. Shayna, Zelina were also in this one. Zoe Stark. Um, but yeah, Raquel Rodriguez is back on Monday Night Raw. She got the win in this match. She threw out a bunch of people. Um, she thought she had won for a second. And Chelsea decided to show back up in the match. Tried to eliminate her, but was not able to do so. And Raquel is headed to the Elimination Chamber. This was solid. I was honestly shocked at the number of people they had for this match. I shouldn't be, but I was. Um, I also felt a little bad because some people got special entrances, some people didn't. Like, there's already a group in the ring, and then, of course, they introduced, well, like, they, Zelina, they yeah. and Zelina and Chelsea, and I think Raquel, and maybe Shayna? They did Shayna and Zoe, Raquel went to break, a bunch of others got in the ring, and then it was Zelina and Chelsea and Natalia on TV. Okay. I'm but yeah, this was, way. but that's an interesting addition to the women's chamber match. Yeah, so you had to get someone big in the match. You needed a name to go in it. People thought it was going to be Indy. I thought it would have been Indy because hometown and everything. I hope they bring her over and do a dark match. Let her wrestle there in a dark match of some sort. Yeah, I hope she gets to go. That would be lovely for her. I'm sure they will. They'll have her yeah. do something. I hope they do. I hope they do. So Raquel and won the last chance battle royal. Later in the night, Becky Lynch had some comments that she needed to make. We'll get to them in a second, but first, Rhea and Nia Jax were interviewed. They were backstage. They got interviewed in the, the, the split-screen thing. 
That was a solid segment. I don't. Uh, Rhea was trying to sell herself as the hometown hero under like you know, she's you know she's been it's been seven years since she's wrestled there. That you know last time was at the, in the independent scene and that she's ready to overcome Nia Jax on Saturday. Yeah, it was a little strange because it's like Rhea's supposed to be a heel, but in this situation she's a baby face, and so she's trying to sell it. And it's just kind of odd because it's like it lacked, I feel like, a little bit of the normal confidence that she has. Like that cockiness. Because she's not a baby face. She's a fan favorite, but she's not a baby face. Yeah. And that's what she's trying to play in this one. Uh, But but who is a baby face is the one known as the man, Becky Lynch. She came out to the ring. She said that she's been able to do amazing things in, in her career and not new things are left for her, but she got a new hat. She did get a new hat. She looked cute in her new hat. Fans liked it, so it's the hat stays. She talked about her in the chamber for the first time in her career and trying to face that Ripley at WrestleMania. Lynch said she and Ripley will be eventually collide. They've been having awkward stale- stare-downs and all these different things for a while now. She said they both live for what they do. She said Rhea's been riding away from momentum and she's popped up, but she's been propped up by the Judgment Day. She is the biggest threat to Rhea's championship. She can confidently say that right now she is the at the at this very moment she's the best she has ever been. But on the flip side, every everyone else is also the best they've ever been. She she enters the chamber against five of the company's most promising stars. She started like, running them off. We'll tell you who they are in a second. She has nothing against any of them except Tiffany because she's kind of annoying and she's beat most of them, but never inside the cage with steel and glass with a shot at WrestleMania hanging in balance. This brought out Liv Morgan, who who liked the hat, but was not a fan of listening to Becky talk about why she should be the one to face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. She doesn't care who the best is. It's about her revenge, her redemption, and her life. She talked about being tag team partners with Rhea Ripley, but she found moved on and found a new success with Rhea, with Raquel Rodriguez becoming two-time champions until Rhea cost them the titles and then injuring her shoulder, taking six months of her career. And she reminded everyone that she's the last person to beat Rhea Ripley. It's a big fact. Raquel came out. Yes. She said both women made great points, but they were all about Rhea. But what about Nia? She's the only one big enough and strong enough to face both Rhea or Nia. This brought out Naomi. Becky invited her to welcome to the tea party they, they're apparently having. Um, Naomi said she didn't come to ju- back to just come back. She has goals inside and outside of the ring. That's, this is the go-around is big for her. She said she was there to climb her way to the top. This brought out Brent's favorite, Tiffany Stratton, because it's Tiffy time. It's, it's Tiffy time. Tiffany said that they, while Naomi was out there trying to make another name for herself, she left an empty space. Stratton said the only space she's concerned about with is being the center of the universe. No one cares about the past, and that's all she sees when she looks at all of them. This brought out Bianca Belair. Belair said she might be new. Stratton might be new in WWE, but explains why she doesn't know what running her mouth will get her. Bianca said she is the EST and has been at the tippy top for a very long time. She's done she's done something that none of her other opponents have done, which is win in the chamber. Bianca said she would pin them all if she has to because you can't spell WrestleMania without the E without EST. Shannon said Belair is so last year, and Bianca's like girl, and then. Liv started to chime in, and then she went on an attack, and then everyone started attacking one another. Bianca and Becky were fighting. And then Nia Jax, out of nowhere, came out and destroyed all six women. Leg drops, butts to faces, big smashing shots. Nia Jax, Samoan drops, all laying out all six women in this match, sending a signal that no one can stop 
Nia Jax. This was so effective. This was a great use of her, just to have her come out and destroy everybody. You had everybody be able to get their lines in, cut their promos, take their digs. You know, it's it's friendly, but it's not friendly. Like, this was just a very, very, very well-executed segment with everybody involved. Nobody looked especially weak, or nobody nobody really gave the game away, as it were, in terms of who's actually going to win the match, which is what I really like about this, because you kind of look at this match and you're like, well, there's multiple possibilities with yeah, this. Yeah, 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 we'll see. We'll see. Like, the, front, the front-runner and the favorite is Becky. But there's possibilities in this that they could go. I don't think it would be as good, but they could go there if they really wanted to. I mean, Nia Jax taking on Liv Morgan for the women's world title. I'm going to send you to the corner for Very that. Very much a possibility. I'm going to send you <laughs> to the corner for that. Anyway, Jackie Redman was interviewing Sammy Zane, talked about the everything that happened earlier. Nia said he Zane said he had to hit the pause button on his feud with Drew. He said he knows how to get how he gets when he gets focused on one person and he gets stuck. There's a path to WrestleMania, and there's not to just go out there, but to do something historic. He says he will be a champion. Well, Shinsuke has other things, and, well, he wants to make sure that Sammy stays a pretender, a champion. Well, I don't think a world champion, but I have a feeling Sammy has other sights set for a championship at WrestleMania. And that could be really good. And an intercontinental... I think it's an intercontinental championship match Sami Zayn wants. And we all hope he gets it, because it would be fantastic. It would be fantastic. We'll talk about the intercontinental champion in a minute, but opening up Monday Night Raw was Cody Rhodes and uh, Drew McIntyre. Hell of a match on, on Monday Night Raw. Um, and in a surprising faction, Drew got the win with help... From the bloodlines, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Hmm. Making Drew McIntyre the second person to defeat Cody Rhodes by pinfall since WrestleMania. Well, I mean, Drew helped Judgment Day with her Cody problem a little Mm. bit. And, you know, Roman might be willing, Dwayne might be willing to throw a little money around, a little something something around for help with Cody. Or Drew's just doing it out of the goodness of his heart. Who knows? Drew, Drew, Drew was as a businessman was like, I, you know, I can't be thinking about things, and he's the savior of WrestleMania, as he called himself later in the night. He is. He beat Drew, he beat Cody. He's going to face LA Knight on Friday, and he's going to win the chamber, according to him. I mean, let's see if he can do it. Let's see if he can pull it off. But I hope he was, does. But this was the finish from WrestleMania that we saw, where mm-hmm. Jimmy caused the distraction and Solo hit the spike causing Cody to lose. So Cody now has memories from that to overcome and you know Seth Rollins after was was checked with after Adam Pierce checked on him just stared him down, patted him on the leg and, and just gave him that look. Cody needs a plan. Everybody's trying to stop Cody from finishing the story. Will they succeed? Hard mm-hmm. to know. We had an Andrade video package. He's now Andrade El Idolo. So Let's that's go. Good. But the best thing on the show hmm. was the Telestrator. From Pat McAfee. <laughs> Pat McAfee had way too much fun on this show. It's just... Like, he him circling the eyes and everything and where, exactly where the spike was hitting. And that the Telestrator thing was, was spot on. Really well done. Nice new integration on Monday Night Raw. Plays to his strengths. Yeah. And he has... And he, he enjoys it. He gets enjoyment out of it. So he can't complain about that. Gunther 
Jey Uso, Intercontinental title was your main event. Speaking of Pat McAfee, he was dancing along, and then Gunther stared him down, and he stopped in his tracks for a minute. Um, this was a hell of a main event that got interrupted when the bell just somehow rang over and over again, thanks to one Jimmy Uso. And then Gunther was able to pick up the win. Jimmy put a beat down on his brother to end Monday Night Raw. Well, that eliminates help for Cody. Mm-hmm. But it also does a little set setup between brother versus brother. And, well, with Jimmy interfering earlier in the night, he may not be available to help Roman or Rock at WrestleMania, especially if Jay puts that good beat down on him. Which means Roman's down a man. And then there's Solo. Is Solo as loyal as we all think? Who knows? Well, yeah, so this was a really good main event. We got we we had two main events on the show that booked end the show. Really good stuff. We had a battle royal and and the one other match. Four matches on the show, but they were all really good. And or five matches, and they were all really really good. Good mm-hmm. show overall. We should mention that New Day challenged the Imperium to a street fight next week on Monday Night Raw. So that should be fun. That will be a thing. Xavier, Xavier's going for blood. So, overall, I, very enjoyable episode of Monday Night Raw. No complaints at all. I really like this. It's a good go-home for Elimination Chamber. We're starting to set stuff up for Mania, even more than we already have. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's head into Saturday. That Not at 5 a.m., though. Brent's up at 5, at Kinkins. Um, but that'll do it for the Raw Push. Live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Thursday night. We get a chance to preview the Elimination Chamber. That's right. Tune in. We will be live. 10 p.m. Eastern right here on uh, Twitch.tv slash WTR Live and other platforms where we will be talking about Elimination Chamber as well as news, notes, and anything else we feel like it. It's The Rack Thursday night. 10 p.m. Eastern right here on WallTalkRadio.com. Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, another edition of CB Radio. Sunday night, WTR Sunday night, Russell Talk Radio. We'll review the Elimination Chamber. We'll be back next Monday night for the Raw Post 11 p.m. Eastern chat. If you have Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle bottom of the screen. You can also use Craig or Rockstock or Lynn's Inward in the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store. Why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. That's where you plug. Oh, right, right, sorry. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lynn's Ward, LNSWD. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lynn's Ward. And you can follow me over on YouTube, youtube.com slash at some Linsward, and on TikTok, Linsward Zero. That files at Wild Talk Radio, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. We'll see you Thursday night for the rack and right back here every Monday night. Long there was the Wild Talk Radio Network. Streaming live right here at twitch.tv slash WTR Live. <laughs>